0: Kate gave him a bump, feet out in front, the big save by Leonard! Closing to his right, Huck goes around behind the goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Colasar again down low. Right side, he shoots. Knocked down. Theodore fires, and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Prepare for the unexpected. That's what uh, we've been taught uh, through COVID-19, and that's what we're getting tonight. Uh, no Jonathan Marchessault in the lineup, and Frederick Anderson will back up Antti Ranta for the Carolina Hurricanes as the Golden Knights uh, battle one of the top teams in the National Hockey League through the opening 15 games of this schedule. Pre-game show coming your way at 6 o'clock in Fox Sports Las Vegas with Ryan Wallace, and then it's Dan Duva and Gary Lawless with the call at seven, we are here at the VGK Insider Show in Section 104, watching them get the ice ready, twirl around, and I think it was Sebastian Ajo, or you believe it was Sebastian Ajo, on the ice doing some of his uh, hands warm up, getting uh, used to uh, things, getting um, getting warmed up and and prepared uh, on the ice. But he wasn't in skates; he was just no. on there in sneakers, very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, I, I'm sure he saw you dancing too. That's why his uh, pregame routine was cut short. That was, was, a good short. I was cold. Had to spice things, and then you, you were really feeling it. Then you, uh, then you ticked off Chris Chapman during yeah. the commercial break, and now, now we're all uh, out of sorts right no, now. But uh, no,
1: no, no, I definitely was not ticked off. Why do you? Why do you stir things up? There was no ticking off.
0: Vegas and uh, <laughs> Carolina uh, will battle tonight. Uh, so is out, placed in COVID protocol, and here's Pete DeBoer talking about how the league. It just moves on, and you got to pre- pre- be prepared and be the next man up.
2: You know, uh, the league's not standing still for anybody. I think you look around, you see the Ottawa situation.
0: I mean, it, it got to the point. Uh, Pete DeBoer uh, talking about how, yeah, unless you're in a really bad state like the Ottawa Senators are with 10 skaters mm-hmm. out of the lineup, uh, that's the only way uh, the National Hockey League was going to uh, reschedule games. And they've uh, they've shut the Ottawa Senators down for the week. Uh, they will reschedule those three games and get back uh, at it. But uh, we've seen other teams with multiple players placed in COVID protocol, and you are expected to make the adjustments to your lineup, providing everybody's uh, uh, not uh, just uh, within... Uh, contact tracing where it's going to put you in in danger or whether you're uh, not positive and and you have to go out there and play a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the teams are are doing kind of their
2: best. And and, and again, we've seen a, a number of teams have covid uh setbacks this year the san jose sharks are are kind of the the first that come to mind for me in which they played six games without seven regulars in their lineup and you know for san jose there were some big moments some galvanizing wins in that stretch and you know as as the golden knights are, are now going through this and as the ottawa senators uh their their player count hit double digits you understand the nhl stepping in at that time and shutting things down but yeah i think the overwhelming uh hope is that teams don't have outbreaks that reach double digits that you don't have to start rescheduling a bunch of games because the more games you have to reschedule the more games that get postponed the the greater danger there is that the nhl will have to reschedule those games within that
0: three-week break for the olympics and that would mean no beijing exactly. exactly for the winter olympics uh, right now riley smith is uh, left on a bit of an island of that misfits line william carlson is out uh he has a few more weeks so from the sounds of it uh, to come and then you have uh jonathan Marchessault, who's been placed in the covid protocol nick Watt has been doing a nice job filling in down the middle don't know yet who's going to be on the other side of Riley Smith tonight, but he spoke this morning about the challenge of playing with new people.
3: I mean, Royce has done a great job the last few games. He's been able to, to fill that position really well. He, he gets up and down the ice really well. He, he controls the puck. Um, so it will just be a, another new winger. Whoever it is tonight, we don't know yet, but um, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for someone. I, I believe that. Um, there's probably a some power play time that is uh, available for someone new. So um, someone has that opportunity to jump in and, and make a, a difference with uh, extra and added minutes.
0: Adversity because you lose not just a, a veteran player out of your lineup, but you are going to skate tonight without the hottest player in mm-hmm. your lineup uh, because right now Jonathan Marchessault is scorching.
2: Yeah, nine goals, 13 points for Jonathan Marchessault on the year. He just seems to have a knack for those big moments when this team needs something, a spark. He's usually the guy. Um, I, I think what Riley Smith is said is is important in that the only way you get through this as players in that room is to look at the look at this at, through the lens of opportunity. That's the only way you can get through it. And I think that message has been consistent from Pete DeBoer, and it's been consistent from the players. Uh, the players that are asked to do more than what they're already doing, and the players that are getting a, getting an opportunity to to prove that they can play in the NHL. So uh, the only way you mitigate these injuries and these setbacks is through the lens of opportunity.
0: And from being at ground level and mm-hmm. in it, Yeah, we all watch the Golden Knights from 20,000 feet. And when you watch from that high above, you're seeing the big picture, mm-hmm. which is the lack of Jonathan so for up to 10 days, if, if that's what, uh, what it is. Uh, you're watching the injuries to Max Pacioretty, uh, to William Carlson still being out, to Zach Whitecloud uh, not being available uh, for uh, the next uh, couple of days. We don't know about Alec Martinez beyond tonight. He won't play tonight. But you're looking at all this and you're saying, how does it work? But when you're in it and it's difficult to really explain that but I talked to the coaches uh, and different people around the league who are dealing with some of this stuff and, and one coach in the in the Eastern Conference said we we do not talk about any game outside of the next game yeah there's not a discussion about who's coming into town we shut all that stuff down even if it's uh, one of the top players in the league Ie McDavid he used mm-hmm. that example. Uh, we don't say, "Hey, uh, McDavid's coming up. Let's start working on that." No, it is from the coaches' staff, on this particular staff, to the players, who are basically there's an unwritten rule that they don't look ahead because they've dealt with a couple of COVID things and they've dealt with some injuries that has uh, really taken a bite out of the lineup. And I, I think that's exactly what's going on here. Is it's on literally a night by night basis. We can talk about Detroit coming in on on Thursday. Columbus on the back end, and how you get through tonight with a win, boy, you've got a chance to do something really special on this this homestand. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys may not know who's on the back end of that this game tonight because you're so much in uh, wearing the blinders of what's happening in the next 24 hours. And for Vegas, the next 24 hours is this game against the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that you, you can't really – ask the players to occupy more thought or, or feeling about anything beyond just what's immediately in front of them. It's hard.
0: That's hard to do though, Ryan. And
2: and I, I, I'm like, I, I can't do it Mm -hmm. like as a skill, as, as, as just a human, I I can't, I can't ever just focus on being in the moment.
0: You're already sitting at the table eating your deep fried turkey next week. No, no, that's Chapman. Okay. You're already sitting at the table eating your smoked turkey Next no, week no I, I I'm not
2: that far in the future but like yeah the, the point the points well taken I I just I, I look at these like I look at these players I look at what the Golden Knights have been able to do over the course of, of the beginning of this season with all the injuries and it just doesn't seem like anything is phasing them and and I think that a lot of that has to do with with just simply going out there because there's not anything you can do about it it, it doesn't doesn't serve anybody to think about how things would be different if you had patch ready in the lineup or or when you're going to get that back you've got to go into the games with what you have and and not spend time thinking about all the different ways that it could it could look a li- look a little bit different the golden knights are just going out there and playing with what they've got and it's served them pretty well so far
0: i think it's one of the incredible attributes of a professional athlete yeah i can't do it is being able to narrow it down to that moment and it's one shift at a time, one period at a time, one game at a time. Uh, it's, it's cliche. But you're watching it play out in yeah. real time yeah. over the last 15 games that the Golden Knights have gone through this from the start of the season with all the injuries. Uh, the, the, the start that threatened to, to derail the entire campaign and and leave you in a deep hole they've come around on the other side of it and, and been really impressive by having that focus. And uh, the the idea that you can get 25, 30 people all thinking that way is even more impressive.
2: Well, I, I think that that's something that most most athletes have, right? Like, I, I think the ability to forget a good game, forget a bad game, forget a bad shift, like, you, you need to have a certain amount of of just mental strength to to be a professional athlete at any level right Mm -hmm. and and for me like this is this is kind of one of those one of those uh experiments in how far can you push it because you look at the golden knights and all they've dealt with you're pushing it pretty far like you're spreading this team very thin and and kind of daring them to only live in the moment because that's all you have and they're they're exceeding those expectations that I would have for them because like i'm I'm right there with you. It's hard to not look beyond what is right in front of you. It's a really difficult thing to do.
0: Think about a day that you have where you have a bunch of things that you have to get done mm-hmm. And you get your first thing is the dentist and you end up being there twice as long because they're backed up. but you still have to pick up the kids from school and you've got, four things to, that now have to happen in, in half the time. And your pulse starts going, and it's, you get a little agitated and a little annoyed, a little anxiety. And and that's that's sort of what they're going through right now is it's a bunch of injuries, and it's really easy to get the, the heart rate up and worrying and wondering how are you going to get through this. You just get one errand done mm-hmm. and then see, see if you can get done. You may get not get all the errands done. Vegas? Got a couple of errands done. Then they then they lost to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Then got a couple more done. Lost to Detroit. Now they're getting now they're getting a lot done uh, this afternoon and trying to to make it four in a row against the the Carolina Hurricanes. Check another thing off the list. The other big influence that we witnessed, and I find it more difficult to quantify and express, is the influence of confidence on a. On an individual, and then a group. That win against Colorado in Game Six started one and four. Game Six was incredible, and it spilled over to Dallas. Not the greatest game, but you won the game, mm-hmm. and you you found something there. And that confidence has grown, but that's the base for. For this entire season, I will look back at those two road games going out against two difficult teams, and they found something, and it's influenced and given this uh, an injection of optimism where it was really easy to go the other way.
2: Yeah, and, and I think you can you can even pull it out one more game to that Anaheim game, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, that week for the Golden Knights turned their fortunes from being 1-4 and four to start to 4-4 and with all the optimism in the world. And that game against Anaheim wasn't an easy game. The Golden Knights made it easy on themselves early, but it was a furious comeback by the Ducks, and then Robin Leonard wins in a shootout, right? So uh, you pull so much positive from that week when everyone was writing them off that you just kind of carry it through. And for me, like you talk about checking the boxes. They've checked 8 of 10 boxes. Yeah. And that's that's monumental for this team when we have been looking at them through just be
0: 500. Be around 500, you're good. This team's gone above and beyond that. The issue now is somebody else is driving the car. Marceau is out. Riley Smith is playing with Nick Waugh and somebody else uh, yeah. tonight. We don't have the lines just yet. Uh, here's Riley Smith just talking about uh, how you adjust to all the adversity
3: trying to stick to the little things i think that's that's pretty important when you're playing with a lot of new people um hope plays aren't always the the best thing to do and a lot of times uh, they'll end up in the back of your net or a rush against so um just trying to keep your head up and make the simple plays that you can see um you know it's nice being able to play with marchie through that whole stretch with different people but um you know, we'll, we'll have another test tonight, just try to make the most of it. If you're playing fast um, and you're forcing the other team to try to take the puck out of your hands, you'll, you'll kind of create a little bit more opportunity for yourself. Hope plays.
0: Hope plays are when you're making a, a 70-foot pass and you're, I hope that gets there. Mm-hmm. And somebody steps in front of it and you say, I hope I get to that player and stop him in time. <laughs> the coach is going to be really mad. One area that Vegas has been really improved in from the start of the season to this last stretch is their zone exits or breakouts. Much tighter, much crisper. Uh, You don't see near as as many giveaways. Now, neutral zone and in the uh, blue line, uh, offensive blue line. That's still an area that you'd like to be sharper. But getting that puck out of your zone without having to make that seventy-foot pass—if mm-hmm. you're—if you're watching Vegas play tonight or listening to Dan and, and Gary and Ryan call the action—and you hear short pass, a little pass, a five-foot pass—if you hear that kind of terminology over and over, or you're watching on TV and you see that—that's a really good sign because they're they're in sync. If they're spread out, and you hear rink-wide pass that is going to be a sign that there's some concerning part now there's a time and place for a stretch pass sure by all means Yep. Yeah. but uh the the getting out of your zone part with short little passes and a lot of quick movement uh has been uh impressive how they've been able to develop that chemistry along the way
2: they've been playing connected right and and i think that's kind of the big thing for the golden knights especially in this game against carolina who uh, is a team that, that has such high-end offensive skill. You want to limit the amount of time you're spending in your own zone, and the ability to break out and get out cleanly um, it is going to be very, very
0: important for the Golden Knights against the Hurricanes ke- team that can really make you pay. We have a couple of tickets to give away for the Oilers game on November 27th. We mm-hmm. will give those away in just a little bit uh, as you uh, can give Chris Chapman a call. Not yet. Don't dial the number just yet. But I uh, want to let you know that uh, we've got tickets to, to give away to the uh, Oilers game, which I believe is a Saturday night uh, on the, uh, the the 27th. We also have our play of the day uh, coming up in just a little bit. Hey, who's the face of the Vegas Golden Knights now? In this moment? Yeah. It's got to be Mark Stone. Okay. I agree with you 100%. Huh? Yeah. Who's the face of the Carolina Hurricanes?
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Um... I mean, like I—I I feel like it should be Sebastian Aho, but I think it's a two-headed monster in Aho and Svechnikov. Those are the two for me.
1: I think it should be their social media guy because he's probably one of the best, or she is one of the best in the business.
0: Hmm. What name did I circle? Rod Brindamore. <laughs> I think he makes this whole thing work. Probably. I don't think you're wrong. They've—they've they've made the playoffs for the first uh, time since Hartford three years in a row
2: he's a good hockey coach man and he's and, been and behind the op- bench for them all and you opened the show saying that it was a crazy move to go with antiranta ranta and second I- guessing a really really good hockey coach that you single-handedly point out as the face of of this franchise that's okay
0: i know rod i can i can he'll 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 think that it's just me being funny again i don't i would never be funny with rod with rod no, no. Rod the no I, I would be too afraid I would I would not make a joke at his expense at, at really any point in time some ever. Some guys. A couple of Selkie awards, Stanley Cup champion as a player, and now a Jack Adams Trophy winner. There's there's a lot of great pieces here, and there's a it's a different organization in the way it's run than a lot of other teams. Uh, Tom Dundon is the owner. Mm-hmm. He can he he's not traditional. Let's call him that. That's uh, a very diplomatic yeah. way of putting it. And I, I like I like what. What Tom's done, how he's, he's maybe uh, uh, given the establishment a, a little bit of a, a jolt, or at least makes you look. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I love my hoodies. I'm a hoodie guy. But uh, he's also made some changes with the broad. Like He's touched everything. There is not a, a part of the organization where he hasn't looked at and given a really hard second look sure. at the way it was run before. Donnie Waddell is the general manager. Uh, that was a big change from, from Ron Francis. Uh, he he took a, a leap of faith with uh, Jesperi Kokanemi uh, in, in the offer sheet. That's that's a different option for them. Now, you could say it's in response to the Montreal Canadiens in, in the offer sheet uh, last summer, but uh, there's a reason why they made it. I like what he's done, but Rod Brindamore... There was some question whether or not he was going to be back mm-hmm. and whether or not to, Tom Dundon doesn't spend money just for the sake of spending money. Right. You have to justify Why am I going to spend this much money on this player or that player or that coach or that broadcaster or where wherever? Uh, I was shocked that it took as long as it did to get done, but it was the right choice. It was the smart choice. I can't imagine anybody else coaching this team. I mean, I,
2: I, I think Rod Brindamore is a fantastic hockey coach. I, I just, you know, you look at him and, and what he's been able to do with this Hurricanes team and, and maximizing what they have, they work. Like, that, that is as talented and as skilled as they are, they work really hard, too. And, and I think that that's kind of a, a, something that you miss at times with really, really skilled, talented teams. And I think that's what makes Carolina so dangerous. Is that it, if they don't have it from their elite guys, everyone else is working just as hard, and they're that much more difficult to play against. Like this, this team moved off Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, well, they did, and at the time, I was I was skeptical because I, I'm a big big Dougie guy. Mm-hmm. But when you are able to go out and get Tony D'Angelo, who's got
0: 13 points in 13 games. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Like and again, I, looking at it from a different view, because there's a lot of teams that wouldn't have taken Tony D'Angelo on. There's a lot of teams that I don't think could, I don't think could survive
2: that. Carolina is different, and and for whatever reason, it's working for them. It's working for Tony D'Angelo on the ice. And I'll, like I'll be honest, I I for for a minute in doing prep today, forgot that Tony D'Angelo was a Carolina Hurricane. Mm-hmm. But he's got 13 points in 13 games, and that. That's not for nothing, because you you're bringing in a player that that you want to try to maximize as best you can, and you know it's a risk, PR, all that, and it's worked out.
0: Yeah, not not to the PR side, but I with D'Angelo, but I find there's some similarities between Vegas and Carolina in how strong their rooms are, and and the fact that they they will make bold moves, they will make the untraditional moves, sure. they will. Who, who expected? Vegas to be able to get petrangelo and jack eichel sure, yeah. within a year and a half yeah I just or, or or acquire robin lehner and and have him become your number one goaltender there's those kinds of moves uh, are are very similar to what what caroline has done both uh, in in acquisitions in trades and free agency yeah and and you know i, I think freddie anderson was was another one where you you look
2: at kind of the year that alex nadelkovich had for carolina last year and you say okay that's their goalie of the future but you, you go out you make that trade you move on from nadelkovich you bring in freddie anderson who's having a phenomenal year and and for me that kind of signifies we're not worried about four or five years down the road when when you know hopefully nadelkovich is 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 at his peak we want a goaltender that's going to give us a a better chance to win right now. And I think, as you mentioned, Tom Dunn, not going to spend money for the sake of spending money, but I think bringing in Freddie Anderson was, this is our window to win right now. I want someone that's been proven... And while there have been playoff issues for Freddie Anderson with the Leafs, uh, how much of that is Freddie Anderson, how much of that is the Leafs? We'll find out, I think, this
0: year. I think the, there's people on both sides of that sure. argument that will say it's sure. Freddie Anderson. Yeah. We'll say we well, didn't even play last year uh, in a, uh, was, as they uh, went with Jack Campbell. Yeah, Nedeljkovic is a great example. They were going to have to pay Jack or, uh, N- Alex Nedeljkovic. They were mm-hmm. going to have to pay him. Yeah. And they decided they didn't want to put all their money into a guy that's been in the league a year. Called her trophy finalist, they wanted to put in somebody that's more familiar and with more track record. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freddie Anderson, by the way, originally drafted by Carolina, yep, and then didn't sign, and then ended up in Anaheim. It's weird, full circle. The the the, the full circle part of it. Uh, Carolina provides the opposition tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, They are the top team when it comes to points percentage right now. They won their first nine games. One game shy of the all-time record for most wins to start a season, and uh, that's how, how close they were to uh, to that mark that was originally established by the Toronto Maple Leafs in '93 and '94. They are two and two since, so a little bit of a lull, at least in the results side of it, but not defensively. Like they they are really strong in their own zone. I'll, this has one of those games that that should be. Should be two one three two. No, we're getting seven five. I would
2: love seven on. five. <laughs>
0: Although after listening to Robin Leonard at the podium the other mm-hmm. day talking about how uh, yeah. it was so wide open, yeah. uh, and and he seemed to enjoy it, but he also admitted it depends on what time, what side of the result <laughs> that, that you're on. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Robin's really up for a seven-five game tonight.
2: No, I. I think that if it's a seven-five game, it's it's not necessarily a game the Golden Knights want. I, I think you're looking at hoping that this one's two-one-three-two. Uh, Carolina doesn't give up much. They don't. They don't give up many goals. They don't give up a lot of shots. Like this is a very very strong defensive team, and and for the Golden Knights, like defending is going to be your bread and butter tonight. You got to make sure that you are strong in your own zone, and you know. You're looking at you're looking at a low scoring game here. I, I don't think it's going to pan out that way, but that's what both teams are going to want to see. It has to be a low scoring game. No, it's going to be.
0: Carolina wants to play low scoring, mm. and Vegas just lost its leading uh, hottest goal scorer. Chandler Stevenson still leads the team what, in points. What
2: did you say? Expect the unexpected, right?
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah, that, although, 15 games into the season, I am right on the fence of being. Admitting that I don't know what to expect anymore. <laughs> no, I, I I just don't know. Check back in a month and a half. Uh, we'll see what happens. We've got one timers coming up. Then uh, the pregame show at the top of the hour ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights against the Carolina Hurricanes. Nine and six Vegas against eleven and two Carolina. One timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
2: Brought to the near wing, big shot, and
0: he scores.
1: It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day.
0: And it's a Thai hockey game.
1: On the BGK Insider Show.
0: NHL schedule already underway way for this Tuesday. 12 games on the ice. In just a little bit, it will be Washington against Anaheim. Significance of this. Well, the Washington Capitals will be trying to stop an Anaheim Ducks team that is off to one of its best starts in recent memories, going back to their uh, great domination of the Pacific Division uh, middle uh, right right around the 2010-2012 season. Uh, They just controlled uh, the division uh, against the LA Kings before LA started uh, winning its championships. But you also have uh, Ryan Getzlaff trying to help the franchise win its 1,000th game ever. 999 wins for the Anaheim Ducks. And I'm guessing that Ryan Getzlaff will have a hand in, in a positive result if they get one mm-hmm. because the 36-year-old has 17 points in 16 games. Like he's about to wipe out what he did last year.
2: The The Ducks are a juggernaut. What do you expect?
0: I expected them to be better. <laughs> I didn't expect Ryan Getzlaff to be yeah. challenging for the team lead in points. Well,
2: I think there's, there's youthful exuberance, and it kind of seeps into everything else around you. And for Getzlaff, there was uh, a lot of question over the course of the summer as to whether or not he would still be with Anaheim. He elects to, to stick it out with the club that, that he he's played for his entire professional career. And uh, I think there's a little bit of rejuvenation and, and excitement surrounding this team because of all the youngsters that they have. And, uh, you know, we've seen older players find ways to be productive as they get older
0: and a lot of it has to do with youth being integrated into the lineup yeah gets going after his 1000 point uh, tonight that's i I can't believe he's back must be one of the reasons why he came back was for the big milestone yeah maybe but he's i I thought it might be a challenge to get there he's gonna get there uh early on in the season uh we have uh the pittsburgh penguins losing tonight to the buffalo sabers This on a day in which Sidney Crosby went out and said, we need more urgency, we need more desperation. Uh, The Pittsburgh Penguins got through the whole uh, loss of Malkin and and Crosby at the same time with a plus 500 record. Mm -hmm. And then they lost the other night, got drilled by Washington, and are losing again to Buffalo. Just uh, a simple case of relaxing because the kid's back, and we've seen that before. Where teams exhale? No, no,
2: they're just not good. The Penguins are not very good. And I was very, very, very vocal about the Penguins not making the playoffs in the offseason. I was very vocal about not believing in this team going into the season. The only, literally, the only team that is worse than them in the Metropolitan Division hasn't played a home game yet, Mm -hmm. and that's the Islanders. So I don't buy the Penguins. I just don't think they have more to give. I think they've maximized the window of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and there just isn't much else there right now.
0: I don't know what they're going to do if it continues to sputter. <laughs> does Ron Hextall decide to start rebuilding, or does he hope it's a blip of a season and you continue to try and be competitive with Malkin and Crosby and Latang? and well carter's up after this year but that that core group of guys you can turn the page pretty fast but you're going to have to rip off the band-aid and it's going to be painful with with players like letang crosby and malkin
2: well i mean i think that's kind of the big question is uh for this year when is malkin getting back into the lineup that's going to be the the question because I don't think Sid can do it on his own anymore, and I don't think there's enough complementary pieces without Malkin in the lineup for this team to string together wins. Jeff Carter's been fantastic. I don't expect him to keep it up the entire year. And the question becomes, if you don't expect it or think it's going to get better over the next couple of years, make some tough decisions. Because if you're in yeah. the market of moving on from Evgeny Malkin, then that can really, really accelerate the Penguins' rebuild of sorts so it's going to be interesting but this is about what i expected pittsburgh to be
0: this year i thought they'd be uh, more competitive although the division you've got some overachievers there rangers did anybody expect them to have a nine three and three start Probably Be right not. up there challenging no uh carolina 11 and two that's out of this world like starting not they sure. turned over 10 players in the roster yeah yeah uh Jersey's off to a good start. Philadelphia has been better than I anticipated, so they they might be Pittsburgh, in a sense, just victims of uh, of teams off to really good starts. Uh, New York Islanders, uh, things are not going their way tonight as uh, as they fall into the uh, Florida Panthers. Well, it's four nothing right now uh, as they're into the second period or in, in Sunrise. Boy, they they must be so happy. This is the 13th game of a season-starting 13-game road trip before they go back home and play their first game at the EBS Arena on the weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean, at least the Islanders have that moving in in their direction, right? Like, the fact that their start hasn't been what they'd like it to be, but quite frankly, they also haven't played, you know, a home game and we're five weeks into the season, so... um, it's it's going to be interesting for the islanders to see kind of how they how they settle in at home and how that impacts them the rest of the season but you know for the islanders this is a team that made it as far as the golden knights did over the last two seasons and one team that i think was in search of a little bit more respect this year they're going to have to turn things around in a big way once they get into ubs arena so if they if they
0: hold on to the result stays the same as what it is right now for nothing Florida is is one game under 500 on a season starting 13 game road trip acceptable I think so yeah
2: I do too yeah I think so Uh, I like you have to you have to acknowledge the circumstances surrounding it and that's unheard of for teams so the fact that they were able to kind of hang around that 500 number is going to be huge now you just have to turn your whole mice into a big advantage and if they can
0: do that, I think they'll be okay Hey, back to the Pittsburgh Penguins did you hear, see the report from John Shannon today? that the owners of the Boston Red Sox Fenway whatever whatever uh, that corporation are, uh, are in talks to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins Really? Yeah I did not hear that, that's interesting That's a little bit of a scuttlebutt I don't know the exact details of it but uh it's interesting that they're they're loading up on teams and i think there's a a, a premiership tie-in there too that ownership uh, group's in yes
1: there is in yeah. fact it's the team that i support they are the owners of liverpool as well
0: right so they uh loading up on on different teams interesting time that uh, that you buy the the pittsburgh penguins might be a case like this is you're in a pandemic mm-hmm. uh you're also uh, have aging superstars you, I don't know how much that plays into when you buy or sell a franchise but it's it's one of those quirky times for the Pittsburgh Penguins are you are you selling low because it's in a pandemic? are you selling high because you've maximized all the that you're probably going to get championship wise out of uh, out of those superstars I, I don't know where, where it falls uh, with with the the acquisition or the proposed acquisition. Yeah, it's
2: it's murky simply because of of the pandemic. I think because you you go back to before all this starts, and the the Penguins are probably worth worth more than they've ever been. Um, right now, I think that that's probably taken a hit. But I would argue that you know this is a this is a club that's won three Stanley Cups in the last decade, so um, probably probably selling a bit higher than than. Than when they were in, when they were purchased before but I don't know it's interesting
0: I don't know whether Mario would stay on as a minority owner or not uh, kind of of de-
2: kind of depends on if he wants to right yeah
0: like, like I, he's, he's he's been
2: mr. Pittsburgh penguin for a long long time maybe it's
0: maybe it's simply time to, to let that chapter go he and Sid kind of closing the chapter on, on their own how about uh, Dion Phaneuf? made it official uh, defenseman has officially retired. Now he hasn't played for a while. I've been, I've been talking back and forth with him because mm-hmm. he's a PI guy, so we see each other in, in the summer. And I said, "Like, I, when are you going to come on the chirp?" He's like, "When I officially uh, retire, I, I, I got I to gotta figure that out." Hmm. I'm like, okay, well, you haven't played in a year. Yeah, let's go. Ah, when I do it, and and he, he finally uh, hung them up. I don't know whether I never really asked him whether he was gonna play again sure. or wanted to play again but um he's uh, he's he's closed that uh chapter he's married to alicia cuthbert uh the actress uh they were at the uh the hall of fame inductions last night supporting his good friend uh, jerome mcginla but yeah. uh, but that yeah he was boy when he broke in he was a hard hitter yeah
2: uh, I mean you talk about big hits and, and liking big hits in the game dion fanuff was uh was a guy that delivered them with frequency and ferocity. So, I mean, I was a big fan of the way that he played the game. Um, he got a lot of flack in Toronto, and, and I don't like, you know, I look back at that, I, I
0: don't... He, he, he took it all, too. Like, he, well, that's he the thing. stepped up, like, and there it, was no running away no, from No, and I don't feel like it was it was deserved. You, you
2: sign the contract that's in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. But, like he he dealt with it all head on and, and that's kind of the thing that 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 i remember about dion like played the game hard and and did not did not shrink away from any type of criticism he was a leader through and through hey you
0: ever you ever have those people where you see them from afar and you're like i'm not sure i'm gonna really get along well with that person mm-hmm. like we're not gonna probably mesh sure he almost kind of like that for me really when i didn't know him mm-hmm. uh and he and he came up uh through red deer and then then turned pro uh, geez, he, he's got swagger to him cockiness probably more cockiness than swagger sure uh at the time i wasn't sure and and now i i really like spending time with him. i got to know him uh when he played in toronto and now uh through the course of the summer and it was yeah it's just one of those things where i or first impressions. You gotta get get past that kind of thing. It was first impressions from afar. Sure. Uh, not knowing, it, but that, uh, just kind of thought I'd throw it there. Sammy Blay out for the rest of the season uh, with the New York Rangers after getting tangled up with P.K. Subban on Sunday.
2: Unfortunate situation for Sammy Blais. Um Yeah, obviously that that's the, the key piece in the Pavel Buchnevich trade and, and Blay kind of fits into what Gerard Gallant wants out of players. Uh, Just a really, really tough spot for Sammy Blay because it's it's a key piece missing from the lineup for the Rangers.
0: We are at T-Mobile Arena, getting set for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, action. If you want to be here on November 27th uh, to watch the Edmonton Oilers battle the Vegas Golden Knights, be caller number 19 right now at 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Catching up with Chapman right after this.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Yo, Christopher. All right. Well, tonight, obviously, the Golden Knights taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm kind of kicking myself because we had the opportunity to speak with Riley Smith this morning. And his brother, Brendan, is a defenseman with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I'm sure Riley gets asked all the time. In fact, I'm sure we ask him. Every single year or every single time he plays his brother, Brendan, what it's like to play his brother in an NHL game. Of course, Brendan spent some time with the Rangers and some time with the Red Wings. But what a lot of fans may not know is there's actually a third Smith brother, Rory. Now, Rory actually does not play professional hockey. Rory plays professional lacrosse. And one of the cool statistics about Rory is that He's racked up over 1,000 penalty minutes in his career. And with Orlando in 2010, he set the record for the most penalty minutes in a single season in the history of the National Lacrosse League. So Rory Smith, he's not Riley. He's not Brendan. He's carved out his own path. But uh, unlike Riley, he's a guy who doesn't mind getting into the penalty box and maybe creating some havoc out there. On the on the field when he plays lacrosse. Is Rory still playing? According to this, he, he still is, yes. He is playing with the Vancouver Stealth,
0: hmm.
1: which I don't know much about, but it's a pretty cool name. Actually, and the, and the, oh, you them, covered that well. Well, he, he played, I, I'm a, he made his senior debut with a team called the New Westminster Salmon Bellies. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to have a Salmon Bellies jersey because I'm sure it's a very cool-looking jersey. Lacrosse jersey, the Salmon Bellies.
0: Let's go back to the start of this when you said that you were kicking yourself. Yeah, I'm well, not asking. Don't 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 ever kick yourself, man, cuz we'll we'll do it for you.
1: Well, I I appreciate that. I think There's, we do
0: enough of that that you never have to worry about kicking well,
1: yourself. Well, I, I I I I it's good to have friends in low places because mm-hmm. uh it makes me realize I could always go lower than where i'm standing at today but uh yeah i it's i just wish i would have asked riley i didn't even realize his brother brendan was when
0: did you realize it
1: uh after i got home and i saw that uh it was treated out by someone who covers the hurricanes that brendan was
0: you couldn't run back no
1: no i was like ah
0: i know i already said that
1: yeah yeah well i like to make pirate noises too
0: well chapman that was a good one. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in with uh, catching up with Chapman. Uh, Ryan Wallace is coming up next with the VGK pregame show. Carolina Hurricanes, eleven and two, won their first nine games based on points percentage. Talked a lot about that in the uh, truncated season last year. How important it was. Top points percentage in the National Hockey League right now, and the Vegas Golden Knights aiming for a four-game winning streak, which would be the longest this year. So, a couple of teams on uh, pretty good runs right now, meeting at T-Mobile Arena. Pre-game show is coming up next. Puck drop just after seven on Fox Sports Las Vegas.